When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are tuned in to the Grit and Barrett Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to covering the 11-time, no, 12-time Calder Cup champions, the Hershey Bears. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk. Now here's your host, Richard Blosser. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Bear It podcast. It is a Monday, December 18th, and down the home stretch we come as we come into the last of the Hollandaise madness. That's right, everyone. A week from today, it will be Christmas Day, and Santa will visit us one and all. Hope you're getting all of your holiday stuff done. You're feeling the Christmas crunch around you. I don't mean the cereal, and... Um, it truly is closing on on that most wonderful time of the year. Well, some people consider that summer, but Christmas usually is. How's everyone doing? My name's Richard Blosser, welcoming you to the Grit and Bear It podcast, the first and only Hershey Bears podcast out in the podcast universe, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. So before we get started, uh, let's begin on a programming note. Next week's show will not be out until December 26th. Um, I am taking a, I'm a little bit of an extended holiday. Number one, uh, number two, dropping episodes on a holiday does really crappy numbers. Like a 4th of July falls on a Monday and I drop a show on 4th of July. Ain't nobody listening. So we're going to drop the show on Tuesday. I know we still have a busy week in between Christmas and new years and we have a lot of hockey coming up for the bears. So even though the holidays are here for all of you who've played hockey, Hockey doesn't care around the holidays. It's, nope, holiday tournaments. You want to sleep in on the week after Christmas? <laughs> we have an 8 a.m. tournament. Come on, get in the car. So, yeah. Uh, next week's episode won't drop until the 26th of next week. Same thing will probably happen for the New Year's show as well, but we will deal with that when the time comes. But the Bears are back at it at a... Well, three and four technically, but more home cooking for the Bears as it's really nice to go back to Giant Center this time of year. It really is. And the Bears welcome, well, El Guapo to Giant Center back on Wednesday night. For all of you who are unfamiliar with the movies, The Three Amigos, no, not the Disney version from the 1940s. I mean, the 1980s comedy movie starring Steve Martin, um, Martin. Martin Short, I believe, and one other person. Anyway, the name escapes me. Chevy Chase? Yeah, Chevy Chase as well. Those three as the three amigos as they took on the villainous El Guapo. And the Bears are facing their El Guapo on a Wednesday. And that is none other than Providence. I know. We beat them twice earlier this year. All of you will probably tell me that. We beat them twice back in October. We can take this team this year. Ah. Uh-uh. That's the trap. That's the trap. You've all fallen for it. You've all fallen for it. This is what Providence does. I said it on last week's show. They start out slow, out of October, don't win a lot of games, don't really find themselves. The goaltending sucks, and we think this is the year that the pipeline's going to stop. This is the year where it's going to stop. Then wham! December comes, and they're on a seven-game winning streak. And they're right back up there in third. I say this each and every year. Every fucking year they do this. And still nobody pays attention. So, Providence comes into town. Six-game winning streak. Looking to face the Bears. The Bears coming off a loser sandwich of a weekend. A loss Friday, win Saturday, and a loss Sunday. Looking to, um, you know, they, the Bears don't really need to get back on track, per se. We don't need to win, like, a lot. But we need to stay consistent. Steady the course, everyone. Slow and steady wins the race, old coconut. 
That's how one wins championships. And the Bears just, let's get a win back after Charlotte. And Providence comes in and Hunter Shepard's going out. Going to start for the boys as where, well, and we're hearing rumblings in D.C. We're hearing some things. And Joe Snively gets called up because of an injury up in D.C. Delightful. Sonny Milano goes on the IR, so Joe Snively gets called up. But also, this week, Max Pacioretty slowly getting healthy. And there's rumors that Matthew Phillips could be sent down to us. Delightful. Matthew Phillips coming to the Bears is like putting IMDBs on a battle cruiser. And Ethan Bear was signed by the Washington Capitals. Even though myself and Corey Schwartz talk on Wednesday, please let him come down to the Bears for a conditioning loan. I just want one game so that way we can have Ethan Bear on the Bears. Get it? Ethan Bear. Playing for Hershey Bears. On the back of the jersey, we'll say Bear. You get it? The marketing writes itself. Writes itself. So, seriously, Ethan Bear will have a... uh, Well... We'll be signing with the Capitals, which means we probably could get Lucas back. There's a case to send Double A back down, but they li- they like him a lot more than they like Lucas. So Lucas could get sent back down. Not a bad thing by any means. It's just tis the nature of the beast. And I'm hearing the Washington Capitals want to get a top six forward because of um, Nikolai Backstrom being injured. Well, and Nikolai Backstrom, let's just call it medical retirement at this point. Uh, Patrick Kane, you're next. So we're hearing all that. So Joe Snively gets called up in place of Sonny Milano. Mike Vecchione's still out. Okay, okay, okay. A few of the offensive guns aren't there, but but we can we can win gutty, grimy, ugly games. And for Providence, they're putting in net checks notes. Give me a second here. Uh ah, yes, Brandon. Bussy, yes, the so-called future goaltender for Boston, maybe, sort of, not really. And the Bears get back at it. They're on a Wednesday. I'm all alone up at 217. Why the hell did I decide this was the night I wasn't going to be on press row? Why? But it's a rather light crowd. It's a Wednesday night crowd at Giant Center. And I walk in after dropping off the misses. And I go in and I hear, dun, 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 like, what the hell? That the, is, it, is that that rap music the kids talk of? I walk in and there's a DJ busting out music. Oh, okay. Mixed up productions. Okay. The DJ looks like he's 40. Okay. I'm not judging. It's for the kids. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fine. 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 I walk around more of Giant Center. And I love these type of nights. Late rhyming crowd. Food stands aren't that packed. And I go to the one corner out by the um, where that beer stand was put in that took out the Italian kitchen that used to be there. The bastards. And uh, there's an, an inflatable thing there. Oh, it's one of those inflatable tents where you shoot the hockey targets. Yeah, I've seen those in the ECHL. I think Wooster had those. I'm like, why is Hershey doing this? We're Hershey, damn it. We don't do stuff like this to bring people in. But my bro- my buddy Jesse brought up a, a, good, a good point. It's in a low-volume area of the building. It's a Wednesday night, and it's for the kids. It's not blocking up a lot of traffic. And I'm like, okay, okay. This is another one of those things where Hershey's kind of catching up with the rest of the league. The rest of of the league likes putting out these family-friendly children's things, whether it's the inflatable houses or the life-size Jenga towers or or cornhole throwing stands. it's, It's things, fun things to do on less busy nights. So I'll take it as that and another one of those, welcome to the rest of the league, Hershey. But we get underway. It's Bears-Bruins on a Wednesday night. We start out. We get get underway. Bears, we got to get on these guys early. It's freaking Providence. Ethan Frank goes up to Yvonne. It's less than a minute in. Into his shift. Looking. Brings it into the circles. Deke shoots between the defender's legs. And he scores! Beats Brandon Bussy on the glove side. Just rips a corner shot. Wow! Miro a minute in 
gets his seventh. And Ethan Frank gets his 11th. And it's one nothing Hershey. All right. This is what you do against Providence. This is what you do. You go after him early. All right. It, it's not going to happen tonight with this team. Not going to happen tonight. But slowly and very slowly, the game starts to become a typical Providence game as Providence gets their legs going, they get the physical game going, start slapping us around, start beating us around, shoving us up against the boards. The Bears do take some penalties. I mean, it, Riley goes off for roughing. Okay. Matt Strom went off for tripping. Ref's calling a lot of things tonight. Okay. It's going to be one of those type games. And after the first period, even though the Bears got the first goal, again, Providence really played their game. The shots were only 6-6 after one. We've seen Bears usually have like 10-8 or 11-9 after this. And it was just another low-scoring, pushing-around, physical-type game, which is, this is what Providence does. And we head into the second. And the Bears just keep, more and more penalties keep getting called. Called as Providence goes off for interference. Hendricks goes off for slashing. Uh, Providence goes off for roughing. Ethan goes off for roughing. Scarbosa goes off for a slash. I mean, yes, everything's getting called tonight. We kind of know this. But it's Providence. They're physical. They're going to frustrate you. They're going to get you into these type of things. I've seen this Providence movie before. Why can't all of you see this? Late in the second... Mike Scarbosa goes off for a hook where he just kind of like tapped the guy's gloves. And I'm like, okay, wait, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. But Providence is taking advantage of the Bears' frustrations. Getting the puck in to the the zone as Providence works out the corner. Crossing fast to LeBate, left all alone in the slot, and he scores. Providence ties the game. Joey LeBate, wide open in the slot. Somebody missed him. Frederick Brulant, Br- Brunette, Brunette, his third assist, Treba Kuntor, 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 okay, K-U-N-T-A-R, gets a sixth assist, and we're tied. All right, all right, Providence is starting to come back on shots. The Bears have spent a lot of time in the penalty box. What do you mean we only have 10 shots for the period? This is a Providence game. And the Bears get into trouble. Like I said, a hook, just a simple tap of the gloves, and you're getting hauled off. You guys know everything's getting called. You got to mind your stuff. Providence goes on the power play. Power play. And Providence gets a rush into the zone. And two guys go down low. And three Bears follow him down below the goal line. And I'll grant it. Yes, I know. You know, you get the puck to the board, you get the numbers in there to try and get the puck and break out of the zone. But you guys are a man down. There's two of them. You're sending three of you. You better make sure you get that puck. And did they get it? No, they didn't. They throw it. Providence kicks it right back into the slot. And it's a two on freaking one. As John Federici throws over to a wide open Merkulov who just buries it no one there in front of hunter right one person might have been there but it might as well have been a two on none georgie markaloff power play goal his ninth john ferracini is 12th anthony richard ninth assist two one providence trouble 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 with the capital t that rhymes with p that stands for providence now, oh, I know all you bands folk, folks are the reason old type. I'm going to be perfectly frank. You got one, two, three, four, five guys with pee on their chest out on the ice. Get the puck in the net. Never mind about taking penalties. Taking penalties or making the coaches happy because what this Providence team is going to do, they're going to steal your fans and your sons and your daughters, take them up to Rhode Island with jazz music and ragtime. And, and I need to stop watching Music Man. Sorry. Sorry. I need to stop listening to the Music Man soundtrack. But seriously. 
Providence does. They grit and they grind and they beat us up. And 10 shots. 10 shots. This is what Providence does. End of the third we go. And it's a slog of a game. And I'm there on my phone. WWE champions. Yeah, we have a showdown midweek tournament. And a faction boss event. Might as well play that. I'm the only one up here. Everyone's getting upset. Everyone's mad. Bears can't get anything going. It's the typical Providence crap. The bigger brother holding back the younger brother while the younger brother's going, why I ought to, why I ought to, swinging his arms. And the Bears can't do anything. Push to the perimeter. Shots get blocked. Passes get broken up. Ain't nothing working. Bears get a power play. Joey Abate goes off for tripping. All right. This isn't, none's going to come up this. The Bears get, get into the zone, get set. Set up Ethan Frank to Scarbosa. Scarbosa. Then, sorry, Logan Day over to Scarbosa. Scarbosa. Dubay in the bumper slot. Turns, fires, and he scores! He scores! Patrick Dubay beat Brandon Pussy! That sounded really bad. But anyway, just slid it under the five hole. And just beats him. And we're tied. Patrick Dubay is 13th. Where the hell did we find this kid? 13. Mike Scarbosa is 20th. Logan Day is 8th. And we're tied. Holy crap, we actually tied Providence. And as the third plays on, starting beat him up, start wearing... Both teams are just slugging it out. As two teams are, are just battling each other. And we're going to overtime as the game runs out and we nick a point. And I think, okay, we got a point. We've beaten them two other times. I'll take a point at this at this point. Aha. So we go to overtime. Presky, Scarbosa, Frank are the first three. Sort of not effing around, but okay. You have a fast forward, you have a playmaker. And you have a guy in Presky who will jump in to help out on that play. But God help you if this goes pear-shaped because you do not have a reliable defenseman back there in case things go sideways. As Providence wins the faceoff, and here we go. Now, the three-on-three overtimes, as people are sort of complaining about this, it could turn into slow, methodical, and painful. Depends on what your team wants to do whether they'll be a fast strike steal the puck and start rushes the other way play fast and loose and giddy up that's what vegas does or unless you're providence slow methodical and painful skate the puck in skate around the goal and get back up to the point crossing feeds to get to get assignments mixed up maybe you throw a puck down low and a guy's open but the bears ah they're they're too crafty. They're too quick. They know. They know. They can play this style too. They stay on them. But Providence, first minute and a half of freaking overtime. It's been all freaking Providence. Providence tries to have one of their guys go off. That's Saboyov going up. Just skates up down the right side. Oh, God. Oh, God. This is what's going to end it. Cuts in right in front of Hunter. And Hunter goes, not today, Satan. <laughs> Knocks the puck out of the way and back out of the... Back out to a bear, skates it on, up two on two the other way. That's Ethan and Riley, okay? Riley gets a shot and it up and over and past Bussy. On net, boys. On net. Providence about two, just getting midway through overtime. Providence gets in. They're going back to the slow, methodical, and painful. Tries to get a puck, da- puck down and around. Ethan Frank, puck down low. It's able to battle it out. Throws the puck up ahead. Up ahead to Scarbosa. Scarbosa up to Vinny Iorio. Frank joins him. It's a two-on-one. One. Vinny looking at Ethan. Ethan's like, I got you, bro. Vinny looking, and there's a Providence Bruin just coming in there, sliding on the plate. Play. Vinny's like, I'll end this myself. White fire scores! Vinny Iorio, top corner! Beats Brandon! And gives the Max Talbot shh. Quiet as the Bears win it and beat Providence.
starts in overtime. Holy crap. Bears win. We beat Providence. Oh my god. Vinny Iorio is sixth. Mike Scarbosa is 21st. Ethan is 12th. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Providence. Bears win it. 3-2 the final. To beat Providence for the third time this season. And if nothing else, we'll get 500 against them because we only played them six times this year. That's a trade-off with Iowa. We play them six instead of four. I'm fine with it. Your three stars of the game. Miro gets third for a goal. Dubay gets a second with a goal. Vinny Iorio with the game winner. And what a great job out of the boys to come back against their El Guapo and just beat this Providence team. Third win against them. Minimum of 500. And you just, and the train keeps rolling on. I'm not asking this team to go on eight-game winning streaks, but if we can just keep winning weekends from here on out, I'm fine with that. So onward to Saturday we go as the Bears welcome Le Rocket de Laval into town. And it's Hunter Shepard bobblehead night. <laughs> oh, God. First 5,000 fans get a Hunter Shepard bobblehead night. And okay. Let me just get this out of the way now. There was a big crowd at Giant Center on Saturday night. And as I've said from time to time, why is there people mixed in with my people? There's too many people with with my people. And I knew as soon as this was released, this was going to be a big night for all Bears fans. Bobbleheads sell well regardless. But when you have a goaltender who won MVP to have those? Oh, you know everybody's going to want one. And already, I'm seeing on on face club, Facebook with the fan club page, if anybody has an extra bobblehead, I'll take it. My son really wants a bobblehead. I have a bobblehead. I can't make it to the game because I have a condition. Does anybody want to sell me a bobblehead? We're already starting with this crap. And I knew it was going to be bad. And so me, me and the wifey, the wifey's joining joining me. And we walk up at around 510. And the season ticket holder line is all the way down. At least the, the side entrance. All the way down to the almost the sweet parking area. It's opening night all over again. And even to the point where the, 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 there's a secondary season ticket holder line that's gone out and bled into the streets where they're actually blocking traffic. You think any people on the line care? No, they don't. Because people are idiots. Because I, I, even me, I'm trying to be like, car! And one guy just stands there and goes, well, there's more of us than one of him. It's a freaking car, you dumbass! That weighs more than you! And I don't know about you, I ain't going to a hospital for a stupid bobblehead. But we get going. We get going. We stay in the sta- sta- secondary line. Because it doesn't matter which door you go in, they all have bobbleheads. And they open 15 minutes early for the season ticket holders. And slowly the line's going. And I'm telling myself, just get in the door. Just get in the door. I don't care if I get a bobblehead. Just get in the door. And we get in, go in there, and me and the wife both both get bobbleheads. We both get them. We're like, okay, let's. She she wanted to get cupcakes and alcohol. Fine, good combination. Let's go get that. Get that. And I'm like, let let's just get to our seats. Let's just get to our seats. You know, this would have been a really good night if they would have relaxed the bag policy. So. Oh, I don't know. People could have carried around their bobbleheads. Oh, but no, we're too scared that something's going to happen. <sighs> Every food line gets blown up. Everyone. I mean, I, I, I get I get something at Smokehouse. because it's, it's the best line. Take what's given to you. Take what's given to you, which is fine. Which is fine. 
And my wife braves the elements to go off and get whatever food she wanted. We got the bobbleheads. We've got the kids. And we go to social media. And I already see it. I should not have gone to the fan club page. But it's already there. Already we're complaining. I didn't get my bobblehead. I've been a season ticket holder for 15 years and they didn't have enough. Who cares, Karen? Who cares, Helen? My son really likes Hunter Separate and he was disappointed. I didn't get there on time. Well, you know what there, Cindy? That's a you problem. You knew it was going to be really popular. You knew if you didn't get there early, you'd be, you wouldn't be getting one. And yes, people started selling these things on eBay. Because you know what? It's called supply and demand, idiots. People are going to want these things and pay stupid prices to get them. Did you see the holiday jerseys? You see those those cheap replicas that the Bears are selling for for 200 and for 150 a pop? You bought them. You people, that's right, I'm doing a you people promo. You people bought these stupid replicas. Ain't nobody bitched about it then. So, my rant so, sorry for going off on a rant here is, but you know what, Stu, Helen, Cindy, Karen, Tom, Bob, you knew what you were getting yourself into tonight. You knew that it was going to be bad. And if you didn't get there early, that ain't Hershey's problem. That's a you problem. All right? Because in the words of Tony Soprano, when he said to, said to Camilla, when she... She wanted a divorce from him. She said, I want what I'm entitled to. And what I'm going to tell you is what Tony Soprano told her. You're entitled to shit. All of you are entitled to shit from this organization. And I don't mean crap. I mean, you are entitled to nothing. Except a ticket, your food, your program. And if you don't get that because you got there late or you didn't get in line in time, that's a you problem. Amen, hallelujah, end of rant, let's eat some hockey. So, the Bears go at it against Le Rocket de Laval on a Saturday night. And the Rocket come into town having played at Lehigh just the night before, beating them. And we haven't seen Laval this year. They come in wearing those wonderful red jerseys, which I buy a red one. I'd buy a Riley Barber Red. I'd have that in the collection. And so the Bears start off on... Sorry, just need to get the AHL app back up and running. Going through the website so much easier. Getting through so much easier. And the Bears, oh, they get flying in this. You can tell teams played the night before and one one team has it. Has it? Mike Vecchione still out. Joe Snively still out. But I think we're going to be fine as Hendricks Lapierre leads a two-on-one with Garrett Rowe. Rowe over to La- Lapierre. Lapierre waits, waits, chips it over to Rowe, who smacks it in, and he scores! Garrett Rowe! Finally! Finally! He's about a month late. He should have scored on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. But Garrett Rowe finally gets a goal. His first, his, sorry, everyone, sorry, sorry, laptops acting up, sorry, everyone, sorry, just trying to, let me just get a few things set up here, again, again, things just aren't cooperating here, technical difficulties, yeah, I know, I know, hoping a lot. But Garrett Rowe gets it in for his first. Hendricks LaPierre, his fourth. Logan Day is ninth. Garrett Rowe finally gets it. Should have done it on Hockey Fights Cancer Night, but we all can't get what we want. one nothing Bears early. All right. This is going to be a good night. We're going to have a good time. Just going to have some fun. And Bears still really pressing on Laval. Really pressing that puck up. Throws one in front. Scramble around. Round, poking, checking, and slapped it into the net. It looks like Rowe got it again. 
mad scramble in front. And Straussman, that's really his name. Straussman gets up and went to the ref like, ah, he kicked me. He kicked me. And the ref was standing right there, pointed right in, right in. Uh-uh, it's a goal. It's a goal. He touched me. No, play better defense. Garrett Rowe gets his second. Technically the last one to touch it. Aaron Ness is seventh. Vinny Iorio is fifth. Two-nothing Hershey. Five minutes in, the shots are nine-nothing. We scored, well, well, we got more shots in the first five minutes against Laval than we freaking did against Providence. Go figure. Go figure. But we, the game sort of settles down a little bit, a little bit more. Settles down. Laval's going to try and play the puck down in the Bears' end and get a shot or two in on goal. That's cute. How much in zone time did they have in the first period? Two minutes, 37 seconds. That's not good. Late power play for, for the Bears. For the Bears. Can we get one to near the end of the, end of the period? The penalty is going to run, run out the per, period. Hendricks LaPierre slides around behind the net. Throws it up to wide open. Miro wide freaking open. And he scores. And I swear I saw Vinny go all too easy. Shink. And wow. Vinny Iorio just smacks it into a wide freaking open net. As Strassman just tried to slide over low. And Miro's like, he's cute. In the net. Miro his eighth. Hendricks his fifth. Garrett Rowe is four, fourth assist. Three nothing Hershey after one. And just complete and utter domination from these guys. We go downstairs. We talk to each other. We're like, gee, I wonder which team played last night and the other one didn't. And Laval's not great. They've only got like, what, seven wins on the season? And from what we heard about Laval, this is a team that likes to play a little aggressive, a little loose, a little fast. And that can be some really good offensive-based hockey when it works. When it doesn't, it's a team that gives up four and a half goals a game. So into the second we go, and it's more domination by the Bears. Oh my God, more domination. And it's not just, you know, we're, we're putting shots on Strauss, but the Bears are just, they're playing keep away in the zone. They get into the zone, back out to the point, off to the side. The guy skates around up top, skates back up top, down low, throws one in front. Front, all right, goes wide, picks the puck back up, skates around to the point. Da, 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 da. We're doing morning skates. Do, 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 do. La, 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 la. Oh, look, a rocket. <laughs> oh, look, I don't have the puck anymore. My defenseman has it. Bye. We're just... We're just messing with them. Just messing with them at this point. Chase Presky at the point. Throws one down low. Deflected by deflected by Sutter and in. And the Bears score. Four. They're still awful. It's four for the Bears. Riley gets his fifth. Chase Presky is 12th. Logan Day is 10th. Four nothing Hershey. And we're still just playing keep away in the bear zone. Any loose puck, the bears are instantly on. Three on two rushes. Two on one. Two on two easy entries into the zone. I look at the guys and I'm like, it can't be this easy, can it? I mean, it can't be this freaking easy. We're making it look so stupidly easy. It reminds me of another team that used to do something like this. Later on in the second, Laval's trying to get back a little bit, try to get this back in a little bit. Throws a puck on from the boards, and it gets past Hunter and in. William Trudeau gets his second of the season. Nathan Laguerre gets his third assist. Brandon Gidnack, G-I-G-N-A-C, you later. 4-1 Hershey. It brings the mood back down a little bit. Just brings everything down a little bit. And we go into the second. Bears are leading on shots. 24-11. to 11. 
I'd say what the scoring chances are, but it's probably a lot worse. And Laval gets a power play four minutes into the period as the Bears take a too-many-men penalty, and Laval's pushing. Their power play is actually really trying to get some shots in on Hunter. And my buddy Jesse goes, you know, they score here, things get interesting. And I'm watching this, and I'm going, oh, my God, he's right. If Laval scores here, it's 4-2. And I think they have the firepower to get back into this. They could. They won't. Nah. But they could. Nah, they won't. They could. The Bears haven't had this type of... No, it's not going to happen. I will not speak this into existence. The Bears are able to kill off the power play. And in return, get one of their own. And one of their own. Set up back again. We're one... One for two on the power play so far, which is good. Pretty good for his team. Mike Scarbosa finds Lamont in front, who backhands and roofs it in! Alex Lamont and his beautiful hair backhand that finds the top freaking corner. And Strauss is just there in his crease like, what can I do? What can I do? Perfectly placed shot. Alex Lamont is seventh. Mike Scarbosa his 22nd. 22nd. Logan Day is 11th, 5-1, and order is restored. Getting close to, the, close to the end of the game, Mike Scarbosa brings the puck down in the zone. Yet again, it's a rush for the Bears. Throws one in front to Lamose, and he scores again! Alex Lamose gets another one. It's not this easy. It can't be this easy. Lamose is 8th. Scarbosa 23rd. Pietrick Dubay 5th. 6-1 Hershey. Okay, guys. We're done. We get it. We play Springfield tomorrow. Okay, guys. Okay, we're good. We're good, you guys. We're good. Laval gets another power play. Goes down. High sticking. 90 seconds to go. Off comes... The second unit's going to get put out there. The power play is going to end the game. You know what they want to do. Every pass is going to Garrett Rowe, who winds, fires, misses wide of the net. Misses wide of the net. One minute to go in the game. Over to Lamos, who swings and misses. Lamos over to Rowe, fires, can't get into him. 45 seconds left. Back out to, back out to the point. Loppy looking. Lamos. Crossing feet over to Rowe, who shoots, and he scores! Wide freaking open! That's it! It's the fucking end trick for Garrett Rowe! A man who's never gotten a career hat trick in the American Hockey League. The last time he had a two-goal two game was against the Connecticut Whale. The Connecticut Whale! Garrett Rowe gets his third of the game and the season. Alex Lamos is 13th assist. Hendricks Lapierre is sixth. The hats are getting thrown. Throw your hats onto the ice. I'm not. But it's the hat trick. Garrett Rowe gets it. 7-1 Hershey. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Rocket. Bears win it. Seven to one. Seven. They just just murdered this team. Who just absolutely died. <laughs> wow. Three stars of the game. Logan Day with three assists. Lamos with two goal and assist gets second. And of course, Garrett Rowe, a hat trick and an assist. Four point night for him. Great job out of the boys. Again, just just great. I, I Against an opponent who you should beat, and that's exactly what you did. You came out and you did it. And the Bears have so far won the weekend. Yes, I count Wednesdays. But we have a familiar foe coming into town. We have some old friends coming back to Giant Center. For the first time this season, the Springfield Thunderbirds come to town. And they're bringing some old friends with them. Should be interesting. And we'll get to that right after this. All right, Bears fans. It's the week of Christmas. 
Miss, and we still got lots of sports stuff to get onto. We still got some NHL action as we've got some holiday week games coming up. Your favorite NHL team will be playing at home, and DraftKings Sportsbook is to help you get in on some of that pre-Christmas sweet, sweet action. If hockey isn't your thing, we have plenty of college bowls coming in. It's bowl season. It's bowl gambling season, and it's time for you to get some money this holiday season at DraftKings Sportsbook. Whether you're betting on the old college pigskin, you want to put in some NFL sweet action with Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night game, Monday night games, even some Christmas Day NFL games, or you want to put some money on some sweet, sweet NHL action leading all the way up to the holidays, or even post-holidays with some day hockey going on in some cities, you can with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on hockey. That's THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility, dra- deposit restrictions, and terms and responsible gambling resources. The NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And now, on with the show. And we're back here on the Grit and Bear It podcast. Thank you so much to our sponsor, DraftKings, for sponsoring this show. So the Bears were back at it on a Sunday night as we took on the Springfield Thunderbirds. First time meeting and last time these two teams faced was all the way back in April. My goodness, was it really that long ago? So, um... I was back up on press row for this game. Hold on a second, everyone. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. Yourselves. All right, there we go. So, yes, I was back on press row for this game. And um, not going to go through a lot of the normal details like I usually do. But um, um, just have some uh, news and notes stuff that, like, with the Bears, I kind of found interesting. Going into Saturday's game, the Bears are third in the league in power play at 23.2%. The penalty kill is sixth in the league at 85.3. We are top 10 in special teams in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First first third of the season. But um, pretty interesting that, um, yeah, we were this high up. Usually the special teams are a bit of a weakness. Yeah, last time we played Springfield, all the way back on April 7th. The last time we played each other. And last season, the Bears completely swept the Thunderboids. And perhaps we can do it again. But some former Bears come to town in the form of Nathan Walker. Corey Schwartz's bay and spirit animal. Hello, Corey. I know you're listening. And... Uh, Jacob Verona came back wearing number 92 for the red, white, and blue. Okay. Okay. Let's let's get this out of the way. I don't like Jacob Verona. All right. Very early on when I was really getting into the Bears fandom of the mid mid-2010s, you know, when we had the Riley Barbers, the Tyler Lewingtons, and we went on that run, Jacob Verona was very much a part of it. Except, Verona got full of himself. 
He developed Washington sickness, as I call it. Got called up to D.C., liked doing it, came down to Hershey, and was like, man, it's no fun down here. I want to be D.C. better than being down here. And while I'm starting to see a little bit of that in Miro, Miro kind of understands, and I think a few other Russians on the team have kind of gotten this through to him, that he's going to have to work to get up there. He may be Ovi's buddy to a certain extent, but you got to work to get back to that point. So, Verana didn't get that. He just figured the Caps were just going to call him up eventually. He was going to go to D.C. and everything was going to be wonderful. And everything was going to be fine. And he played good. He played good enough. I mean, hell, he was on the the Stanley Cup winning squad, which is becoming more and more of a distant memory each passing year. But yeah, Verona, he just hasn't really got into his form. He was traded to Detroit in 2021, took some time out of the league for some rehab, and was sent down by St. Louis, and is now back in the A. And he's back in Hershey. And we go back at it on a Sunday afternoon. It's Hunter Shepard versus Malcolm Subban? Oof. Wait a minute. Hunter Subban? This is the re- a goalie rematch of the 2023 Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, Hunter's still with Hershey and Malcolm's still with uh, Springfield. But Springfield, they're, they're fourth in a feisty division. That's very top-heavy, but... You know, they're they're kind of hanging around. And I'm watching up there in press row. And this game, yeah, you can tell the two teams played before. But there's something a little extra in this. These two teams are really fighting. Hershey has to really work for any of its scoring chances. Passes are getting broken up. No, tape-to-tape passes that were just flowing and moving last night. Nope, are not there tonight. There tonight. Either broken up. Pucks and skates and sticks. It just, it feels like, I don't know, something a little bit extra to this game. That maybe, just maybe, this familiar feeling that I now suddenly, that that I remembered. This was how we felt back in the springtime. (laughs) This is, this had a little bit of a playoff feel to it. A little bit of a grimy, greasy, dirty sandpaper type game where nobody's going to give you an inch because they want to go for that silver chalice. It sort of had that feel to it. To it. And these teams did not like each other. Case in point, Sam Bitten goes for a hit and gets Jimmy Huntington right on the clavicle, right there on the collarbone. And Dylan McGrath goes, that's it. You and me. Let's go. Sam's like, all right, I'm ready for this. I'm ready to ready to go do you really want to fight me do you want to get these hands you better get out of the way before mickelrath kicks your ass oh god did he wham 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 throwing hands throwing fists fighting and punching and throwing and the refs are trying to get in and they just keep going refs try to step in again and they're throwing hands again Sam Bin's working down a little bit, gets himself back up, throws one more hit on Dylan, and McRoth just goes wham, right? Right in that, goes down a little bit, gets one more hit, and boom, right on the eye socket, and down goes Sam. Woofta! Oh, that's a fight type of scrap I have not seen since the days of Dane Byers and Joel Recklish. Mmm. Both those men go off five minutes for fighting. Well earned and well deserved. But the game, this is a tough one. This is a scrappy one. Malcolm's doing rather well. Two on one rushes get broken up. Three on one chance. Subban says no. Subban says no. Hunter's playing very well too. The shots are 13-12 at the end of two. This is getting rough. As I'm walking around with my buddies, Jesse looks at me and goes, this team feels familiar. I think this team should be wearing blue. And that's where we came up with it. 
maybe this team, this reminds you a lot of Rochester. But as a few people up on Press Row told me, this team is fast. It's big and fast. Oh, goody. It's Providence. Teams like this in the past would always give Bears teams fits. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. And the Bears, midway, early into the third, 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 Vinny Iorio comes up on a two-on-one early on, winds, fires, goes wide, Subban right out of the zone. The zone. Springburn brings back the other way, gets a two-on-two charge himself. So, shot on Hunter, goes wide, chipped up ahead to Pietrick Dubé, brings it up, brings it up. Does he have someone with him? Looks, looks, winds up, and I see this, and I'm going... Oh, God, he's pissed. Winds, fires on Subin, who gets a little bit, but trickles underneath them and into the net. They score! Pietrick Dupe with a screw you type shot. That's just one of those, I'm pissed, I'm tired, I'm just going to fire a puck at the goaltender. And Subin knows he should have had it. He, he felt it hit him. And it just dropped down into the crease and trickled by him. Subban couldn't get behind himself in time and just looks up. And that's the exact look that he gave in Rochester in game six. That's the exact same damn look. I remember that. And <laughs> all right. All right. It's one nothing. It's one nothing Hershey. Dubay. Sorry. Dubay gets his freaking 14th. Aaron Ness, his sixth, his eighth. Vinny Iorio is six. One-nothing Hershey. And the Bears just take the lead. And the time starts winding down. Tick, 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 tick. Tick, talk, tick, talk. Been this thing, thing up. Springfield's trying to get their chances. Pull Subban. Two and a half to go. Subban comes off. Off. Getting shots in on Hunter, but just fighting it off. Just. Just enough, 15 seconds left. Ethan Frank fires down toward the empty net. Going, going, and misses. 11 seconds left. Seconds left. Hershey wins the faceoff, takes it into the corner. Guys, just swallow it there. You got 11 seconds left. 10, 9, fighting along the boards. Whips it around to the corner. 7, 6, works itself out to the far circles. Fires wide of Shepard. 2, 1, that's it, that's the end of the game, they tried to throw one out in front, but it's not in time. And Jacob Verona just fucking punched on her. You fucker. Someone get him. In comes Riley Sutter going to shove it and give it to him. Verona, screw you. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here, Verona. You see those banners up there? That could have been you. That could have been yours. But no, no, you just couldn't get over the fact that Washington didn't love you the way they wanted to and you wanted to get out of this city the first chance you got. And now look, the legendary Silver Chalice is with us and we did it without you. You need us, Verona. We don't need you. So get out of here. Go back to Massachusetts. And in the words of Larry David from Curb, Your from Curb Your Enthusiasm, yes, I know I'm swearing a bit, but fuck you, and I'll see you next game. Bears win it one nothing. the final. Your three stars of the game were Aaron Ness gets third, Dubé gets second, Hunter gets, gets first star with a shutout. Although, I think Subban should have gotten a star. This was a goaltender's duel after all. But Bears win it. one nothing. We sweep the weekend. Win all three. Still winning. And let's go to the divisional standings and see where we stand. The Bears are in first place in the Atlant Atlantic Division at 22-6 and six with 44 points. And second place is Hartford at 15 5, 5 35 points all right everyone we already have 44 points 
We're ahead. We're up nine on Hartford, but then again, we played three more games. Wilkes-Barre sits in. Wilkes-Barre sits in third. Third at <clears throat> at fourteen nine and three for good for thirty one points in third place. Providence sits at fourth with thirteen ten two and two with thirty points. Springfield in fifth, fourteen nine and two, also with thirty points points but less games played. Charlotte sits in six at thirteen ten and two with twenty eight points. Lehigh sits in seventh at 11, 11, 4, and 0 with 26. And Bridgeport's bringing up the basement at 7, 16, and 1. How'd they ever win seven? It's a miracle indeed. Excuse me. Over in Cleveland. We'll go down the north real quickly. Cleveland leads north with 33 points, followed by Syracuse with 32. Toronto with 28. Rochester with 27. Belleville, 5th. 24, Utica in 6 of 23, and the Rocket de Laval in dead last with 19 points. So, before we wrap a lot of this up and say where do we go from here, some audio for all of you. Garrett Rowe, join me post-game Sunday as we talked a bit a bit about his performance on, on Saturday, getting the hat trick, and a little bit about his time overseas in Europe. Enjoy. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast here with Garrett Rowe and I believe the man they call Rosie in the locker room, correct? Yes, exactly. Garrett, thank you so much for being on, brother. So last night at the time that you and me are doing this, big night for you. Hat trick, four points, dominant performance over the Rocket. Just can you give me your feelings like at the end of the game, finally getting that third, that third goal? <laughs> yeah, I felt pretty good to be honest. Uh, it's the first time in my career I've actually had a hat trick. So uh, in front of my kids, uh, I mean, it was, honestly, it was, it was a couple lucky bounces in the first two and the third one, they were looking to set me up. So um, just a good group of guys that uh, kind of wanted to help me out. And I was a recipient of a lot of that and greatly appreciative. I think myself and the fans included that that we felt like you've been due that like you had a lot of people in the stands cheering for you and when you finally got that that goal especially to start the game it felt really good for us fans to see you finally get finally get that goal and that's I really appreciate that so I, so thank you I mean I I just try I try to play a team game that's my game I'm I'm never kind of uh, I'm not trying to isolate anyone or, or or cheat I try to play an honest game uh, team game you know, help out on both ends of the rank, uh, do whatever the coaches ask me. And just kind of keep my head down, go to work, and then and then just kind of um, help support the young guys and, and and work with them and make sure, you know, if they're playing well, I you know make sure I tap them on their on the back, and then if they're not, you know, make sure to get their head back up. So uh, it's a team game. So it's trying to trying to do my part as part of the team here. All right, so. Uh... So the others online had said like the last time you had a multi-point game was, you know, over a decade ago against the Connecticut Whale. I think you were playing for the Adirondack Phantoms at the time. Unfortunately, two teams that don't exist in the league here here anymore. Um, but you know, that's a long time between you having points in, in games like in games like this. Did it ever like get to you like a little bit? I know you did a lot of work like overseas, but just did it like like. I guess get to you in a way that that you just you're not a goal scorer, but you're finding other ways to contribute. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the, the essence of being a pro is sometimes it's going to be going your way, sometimes it's it's not. It's uh, it's just that's how it is. And mm-hmm. um, for the for the you know the high end excellent you know top one point one percent maybe it always goes their way. But I mean Conor McDavid had a slump this year, and he's the best player in the world. So uh, any pro I think is going to go through something. Um, and for me, it was just kind of keep my head down. Like I said, we were winning games, and so uh, you got to come in the locker with a good mood every day. I wasn't, I wasn't down. I was just, you know, team is winning, and that's what I care about. So, um, of course, you want to you want to help produce offensively, but sometimes when that key face off or going off the penalty at the right time to swing the game is is just as kind of rewarding um, as as getting a point or a goal. 
So before you came back to Hershey, if I'm correct, you spent like 10 years, like, like over in Europe. <clears throat> Could you give fans just a couple little differences on how things are done internationally as opposed to here in North America? I think the big difference is, I mean, the atmospheres are much different from mm-hmm. the, the crowds. Um, it's just more of a soccer-style crowd, European mm-hmm. soccer-style crowd. That's a big difference. And then, um, I mean, I, the game is, uh, it's different in aspects with a lot more chips over here and things like that and, and a little bit more toughness. And over there, it's a little bit more uh, kind of tape-to-tape and, and a lot more possession. Mm-hmm. And, and then on top of that, we have... Um, a lot of the leagues, a lot of the teams, uh, come players come from the city, so they have an identity that's tied to the city. And and uh, over here, you kind of you play for the the town, and you, and you start to feel your way into that town and be part of that community. But um, it's just it, it is still different from growing up in that community and, and being part of that and coming out of it and having your relatives there every game. And mm-hmm. so that's a big difference. So the players are have a real um, close identity to the team, and uh, the fans also passionate because of that was there a bit of an adjustment when you came back here to to the u.s from playing a european style for the better part of a decade and then coming back here to the u.s i guess getting reacclimated to north american hockey yeah it was a big adjustment uh just with with kind of how you see plays and how you play through um to get possession or to help you know line mates or, or d or things like that um uh, for me it, it took me a little bit longer uh, to adjust and, and, and last night isn't a end all be all just because I had a successful night. Um, it was, it's still learning and still trying to adapt and, and, but also at the same time, you got to, you know, play the games every day and, and practice every day and just kind of be present and, uh, keep your head down and keep, and keep working. And I've been a pro long enough to know that, uh, what's good, what's not. And so as, if I continue to have good habits and, and do the right things that hopefully things start to take care of themselves and, and the team stays how it is. I mean, that's the biggest, biggest part for me. It's not my, uh, it's not a season for me where I'm going to be first line and, and, and count them on for every moment. Um, I have a different role and, and I'm prideful in that and I want to excel in that role. Well, Bears fans definitely take notice to the veterans that are just, you know, put me on any line, put me with him. I'll do something special with him. And Bears fans see see the work rate and the work horses on here. So I speak for myself and probably good other Bears fans. I would say this, that we appreciate your hard work. We love the fact that you got a hat trick and you got a ton of giants that are pulling for you. So thank you so much for your time, Garrett. Good luck the rest of the season. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. And, and uh, thanks to the fans for everything so far. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you so much to Garrett Rowe for giving us his time to talk as well. So Bears fans, where do we go from here? As we go into the Hollandaise. Well, we got two more games before we hit a uh, mini holiday break. The Bears will be back at it on Friday to take on the Springfield Thunderboys once again, but all the way up at the Mass Mutual Center there in Western Massachusetts, right beside the casino there at the MGM Springfield. 705 start there in Western Massachusetts. The Bears will come back home on Saturday to take on the Providence Bruins as it is a ham shoot night. A bit of a mini break for the boys and the crew as well, but we'll be back at it on the 27th to take on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins. It is mascot mania that night. Hooray. And the following weekend, we'll see Rochester We'll travel to Rochester to take on the Amherst on a Friday night and then to Lehigh on Saturday the 30th. And then we will be off for the holidays. And what comes in January? Well, still a lot of home games, but also some travel too. But we'll deal with that when the time comes. So thank you to all you Bears fans for listening to the Grit and Bear It podcast this week. This week, this show is going to hit normal at the regular time. But next week, as we do our Christmas and New Year stuff, we will be um, dropping an episode a day later because Christmas and New Year's falls on a Monday. Say la vie, but that's just how things go. But to everyone, all of you, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you or whatever holiday holiday you celebrate. Celebrate, just get out there and enjoy it. 
or happy solstice. I don't care. Just enjoy this time of time of year. But we still got a couple bit of hockey games to play. And I'll see you at Giant Center on Saturday. Go Bears. I'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears!